You are listening to the Grace Church Podcast. To learn more about grace, including our gathering times, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Tommy Jones. We're doing a series right now called Summer at the Movies, which is, we, we normally, most of our time, 89%, 80-90% of our time is just going through books of the Bible here, that's what we do. But occasionally we do a little something different, and we believe that Jesus used the ordinary things of the world to communicate extraordinary messages, uh, that he would use you know, grapes or water or whatever. Uh, he didn't just walk around reading the Old Testament. He actually used things. And so we're using movies to illustrate extraordinary points. We're using movies to connect you with the kingdom of God. And last week I kind of cheated. I know I used a movie that was like an easy one. I used Jesus Revolution. Uh, I know that was you know, kind of taking the easy way out. This week, I'm doing another Summer at the Movies first. I'm using a documentary. The documentary I'm using this week is a movie called Free Solo. And, like, if you ever want to be super nervous for two hours, uh, watch this movie. As a matter of fact, let, let me give you guys the trailer. Go ahead, roll that for me. Does it feel different to be up there without a rope? It's obviously like much higher consequence. People who know a little bit about climbing, they're like, oh, he's totally safe. And then people who really know exactly what he's doing are freaked out. I've thought about all cap like for years and every year I'm like, that's really scary. I'll never be content unless I at least put in the effort. El Cap is the most impressive wall on earth. It's 3,200 feet of sheer granite. It's the center of the rock climbing universe. Obviously, I get interview questions about it all the time. Oh, would you like to do that? And you're like, yes, for sure. So you're a girlfriend now, I heard. It's awesome. Pretty much makes life better in every way. It's really hard for me to grasp why he wants this. But if he doesn't do this stuff, he'd regret it. Everybody who has made free soloing a big part of their life is dead now. I haven't been injured in like seven years. I suddenly start getting injured all the time. What if something happens? <laughs> what if I don't see him again? I could just walk away, but it's like, I don't want to. I've always been conflicted about shooting a film about free soloing just because it's so dangerous. It's hard to not imagine your friend falling through the frame to his death. I think when he's free soloing, that's why he feels the most alive, most everything. How can you even think about taking it away from somebody? No mistakes tomorrow. Starting to get kind of psyched. If you're pushing the edge, eventually you find the edge. I can't believe you guys actually don't touch me. Hey, Jimmy, you caught me. You just started climbing. <sighs> All right, so a couple things. First off, that dude's abs are amazing. Like, that's number one. I'm, yeah, that's good. Good abs. But that's number one. Uh, number two is this guy, his name is Alex, okay, and he climbs mountains. That's what he does. He climbs mountains. But he climbs them without ropes. Like, it, so he, my favorite part of that trailer is the guy says, does it feel any different without a rope? Well, yeah, 
Of course it feels different without a rope. I mean, it's like, try bungee jumping without the bungee. Tell me if that, it feels different without the rope. Of course it feels different. And so this guy, he climbs mountains. This is his thing. And when, when I watched this, what struck me about this dude was he is so devoted to the mountain. Like, he has a single-minded devotion to that mountain. Uh, he is going to climb El Capitan. That's what he's going to do. Everything around his life is structured around it. You don't have to ask him, hey, do you climb mountains? Because it's obvious. I mean, everything he does, it affects his relationships. It affects his job. It affects every what he eats. Obviously, what he eats is affected. Like, every single part of his life is infected and affected by what he desires to do. He is going to climb that mountain, and everything around his life is centered towards that. You with me? Most people don't live like that, do they? Most people don't climb mountains without ropes. Most people don't climb mountains with ropes. But this guy is devoted. It reminds me, have, have any of you ever been to Oaklawn? Don't, oh, I would never. Don't act like that. Don't act like that here. I saw you there. Don't act like that. Don't act like that. Not today. We don't have time. We're busy. Play that somewhere else. In Oaklawn, occasionally, allegedly, the horses, the horses will wear blinders. You've seen that they put, and the purpose of blinders on a horse is, is so that all they do is fix their eyes on what's directly in front of them. They don't want them looking to the right. They want them looking to the left. They want their eyes fixed on what is in front of them. And so they wear blinders so that all they can see is the prize. And this dude, the mountain climber dude, he's got blinders on, right? I mean, all he can see is what's in front of him. And every moment of his life, is about this. Everything, it's, it's what he wakes up thinking about. It's what he goes to sleep thinking about. It's, it's his drive. It's his passion. And when I was watching this, you know, all I could think was this. Do you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like addiction. Doesn't it sound like addiction? Yeah. Any of you who know, and I know, uh, if you know, you know, and a lot of you, you know. Well, I guess it sounds like addiction. Because addiction is this, is this overwhelming, uh, like you can't not do it. And his addiction is unhealthy, right, obviously. It's, it's over the top. It's unhealthy. It's going to cost him his life. He's addicted to something that, that he said, everyone else who's addicted to this, it kills him. I'm like, well, what do you think is probably going to happen to you at some point, you know? But like, this is what he does. He's addicted to it. And as I was watching this, I started thinking, man, Maybe what God is asking for from us is not for God to be an addition. Maybe God wants to be an addiction. If that's what it looks like, if that's what it is, and then I remember this verse from Hebrews 12, and it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Here's not fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand in the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and not lose heart. That passage, like a lot of others in the Bible, sounds like, like you fix your eyes on Jesus. He becomes the all-consuming passion. You, you have blinders on to everything else in the world. Like, it's not something you occasionally add to your life. He is the addiction of your life. He, he is your all-consuming desire and need. 
Guys, I, 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 there's a few things I know about addiction. A few things I know. One is this. It is your top priority. Whatever that thing is you are addicted to, it becomes the top priority of your life. You will do anything to get it. You will risk relationships. You will risk other people. You will risk jobs. You will risk comfort. You will risk anything to get that thing which you worship. You will do anything to get that thing of which you are addicted to. And if that's what addiction is, maybe, maybe, we're, maybe we're missing something in our relationship with Jesus. This guy, Alex, this mountain climber, he will do anything to get that which he desires. Let me show you one more scene. This is crazy. I mean, to have the slabs and the boulder property is monumental. Here's the enduro, huh? Yeah, this is the enduro. I can't believe you guys are actually gonna watch. <laughs> oh, I don't wanna, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's cool, go ahead, go ahead. The, the, the other thing I, I notice about this guy is he's doing this thing and to the world around him, it looks crazy and dangerous, right? But to him, it almost makes sense. You know what that sounds like to me? Addiction. Right, like his friends are like, um, hey, his real friends are like, hey, listen, about climbing the mountain with no rope, maybe it's not the best idea. You know, maybe, maybe you should use a rope or a harness or perhaps a, a rock, you know, something, something smaller. Don't climb the mountain. But to him, it makes sense. And he is going to do whatever he can because that is his addiction. That is his passion. That is pursuit. That is his worship. And when something becomes like that in your life, suddenly nothing else around you really matters. It's worth his life to him. Philippians 1.30, it says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For me, to live as Christ and to die as gain. If I'm to go on living in this body, it means fruitful labor. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to part and be with Christ, which is better by far. What Paul is saying right there is, listen, I'm going to pursue him even if it costs me my life. Because I have to have him. I need him. He's the only thing that matters to me. And I know it doesn't matter. Paul's friends were off. And y'all remember the Acts series? His friends were like, maybe you shouldn't do that. And he was like, no, no, you don't understand. Jesus is my everything. Well, they're going to kill you. I don't care if they kill me. To live is Christ and to die is gain. It doesn't matter to me because he's the only thing I care about. Do you all know what that sounds like to me? Addiction. Something so passionate. Something so all-consuming. Listen, this, this is another verse from Philippians. Philippians 3.8. What's more, I consider everything a loss. 
Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider everything else garbage that I may gain Christ and not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith, the righteousness that comes from God on a base of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection, participate in his sufferings and to become like him in his death. You know how crazy that sounds to people who don't know Christ? I want to become like him. What do you mean? I want to participate in his sufferings. And they're like, oh, it's a horrible idea. That almost sounds like you've lost the concept of balance in your life. It almost sounds like you're no longer thinking clearly. It's almost, it's almost as if this whole Jesus thing, this isn't something you just add a little bit of on Sundays. This is actually your life, that your life has become centered around this, that you wake up thinking about him, you go to sleep thinking about him, and he's actually everything you think about, and nothing else really matters. And Paul's friends don't get it, and the world doesn't get it, but Paul gets it. Because this last few weeks, and my wife will tell you this, last few weeks I've been so convicted on my just time alone with God. Like time alone with God, like if he is truly the king of the universe, and he has told me that this right here, that this is my word, that I will reveal my mind to you through this, why in the world do I have to work so hard to add this into my life? If I believe what I say I believe, that he's, and I, I get like daily access alone with the king of the universe. I no longer want God to be an addition in my life. I want him to be an addiction in my life. And for that to happen, I must become passionate about spending time with him. It's got to become more than just something I do every now and then if I feel like it or just show up on Sunday and listen to what that Yahoo tells me. Like, it's got to be something that I'm passionate about. I, I got a thirst for this. And I'm not spending time alone right now with God because I feel guilty. I'm not spending time alone with God right now because I want to earn his love. I can't do that. I'm spending time with God alone because I want, I want him to become the all-consuming passion of my life. Yeah. I just want to be with him more. I just want to know him more. I, just, I, I want him to be the thing I think about the most. Psalm 1, I think it's Psalm 42 this is so good. As the deer pants for streams. Y'all ever heard this? Anyway, if you grew up in church, maybe you heard this. I think there's a song about this. Isn't there? As the deer pants. <laughs> That's the way you would have sang that song. <laughs> Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go meet with God? Okay. This guy's writing about a deer that's panting for God because he's so thirsty. Where do y'all think this deer probably lived based on the fact that it's a psalm from the Bible where everyone lived in the desert? Where do you think this deer probably lived? The desert. That's a great guess. This deer was probably not in a lush tropical forest surrounded by water. And when you're in a desert, to say you're thirsty in a desert is different than to say you're, you're thirsty right now. I know you're thirsty because I know that popcorn is salty, but like... You also know that you will get water again soon, right? I think you, if you don't, you will. Like there's a fountain of it out there. Like you'll get water again soon. But to be in a desert into thirst, that's an all-consuming thing that overtakes your whole soul to the point where all you can think about is water. And so when he talks about this deer panting, he's talking about a deer that is, that is overcome. That he, that's all he can think about. He's panting for it. He desires it. Do you want that? Do you want that? We act like it's so complicated. To We know how to do this, guys. 
We know how to do this. Um, let me share the last thing. Go ahead with the last thing. The piece that I've always worried about the most is the crux, the hardest part. To get past the crux, you have to climb either the boulder problem or the Teflon corner, 2,000 feet off the ground, each of which I've fallen off many times with the rope. The Teflon corner is basically like a 90 degree corner of glass, which is ultra slippery. It just fills me with terror. Pushing against the two walls of it with my feet on glass, my palms on glass, and trying to make these little micro adjustments to keep my balance centered so that I can push evenly on all four sides of it. And then I imagine 2,500 feet of air beneath my feet. You're like, that's just a crazy thing to think about. The alternative is the boulder problem. All right, that's good. That's good. Do y'all know what this guy's doing right now? He's preparing to climb El Capitan. So he's doing something in preparation. What's he doing? He's practicing, right? He's practicing for that which he's going to do. And like when I, when I was watching this movie and I was writing this message, I think God gave me the strangest, most simple uh, point I've ever made in my entire life. We all know how to get addicted to something. Do you know how to get addicted to something? Practice. Practice, right? I remember when I was in junior high, and, and I, I got my first cigarette, and I did not like it. I didn't even inhale it, right? I was, I was just, you know, doing standing there just for fun, right? Whatever. The second cigarette made me cough. The third or fourth one, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm getting a little better at this. It's still making me really sick, but I feel like I'm really getting good at it. Eventually, <laughs> are y'all following me? Eventually, I was like, I'm really good at this. Then it went from being really good at it to, you know what? I can't live without this. Like, everywhere I go, I have to have this. I know how to get addicted to something. So do all of you. I know, if, I know where I'm at. You get addicted to it by practicing it. Very few of us got addicted to something the very first time we did it. Even if you liked it, you had to do it again. And then you did it again. And then you did it again. And then you started waking up thinking about it. And then you went to sleep thinking about it. And before you knew it, your life belonged to it. Am I right? We know how to do this. We don't need a, you know, a, 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 you don't need me to tell you how to get addicted to Jesus. You don't need me to tell you how to get addicted to spending time in his word. Practice. It's like everything else we become addicted to practice. And I like, I, I thought about this as I was preaching, like I've, I've tried to like tell you guys so many times that like this experience together, this Sunday morning thing, this is so important, like make this a habitual part of your life. But like, I want to, I want to take that comment back. Don't even worry about this. Just make daily time with God part of your life and he will convict you on everything else that you need to be convicted of. He will lead you into worship. There will come a day when you can't live without this. There will come a day when you thirst and when you hunger and when you desire. You spend time with the king of the universe, and the king of the universe will do everything that needs to be done as far as convicting you. But we got to practice it. we got to work at this. I was writing this, and I was like, I worked so hard to get so good at things that were killing me. Like, it's almost as if we're hardwired to become addicted to something. We're hardwired to worship something. 
We're hardwired to have a life that revolves around something. And the beauty of free will is this. You get to choose what it is. I'm willing to say this, though. Everything else we've ever been addicted to has brought us death. Everything else we've ever been addicted to has brought us pain. We've experienced loss. What if we don't need to be cured? What if we just need to be redirected? Redirected to the one thing we were always designed to center our life around. I love for 1 Corinthians 9 says this. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it. We do it to get a crown that will last. What's that last word? Forever. Why, why not become addicted to something that will bring you life eternal? Why not become addicted to something that will bring you joy and peace and hope? And guys, I'm telling you, I know, I, I called my brother Jeff, and I told him about this message, and he said, I don't get it. I said, it's because you've never been addicted to anything. Of course you don't get it. But I get it because I know what it's like to center my life around something that was not bringing me life. And so do many of you. And so just imagine, imagine how different life would be today. Imagine how different life could be in six months from now if you were to take the same energy, the same focus, the same desire, and place those things on the back of the king of the universe. Imagine where you'd be. Imagine the freedom. Can you imagine laying down at night with no guilt and no shame? Can you imagine waking up with no headache? <laughs> Can you imagine having money in your bank account that now had purpose beyond just fueling something that was killing you? Can you imagine being surrounded by people who deeply loved you, not just people who wanted to get messed up with you? Can you imagine, can you imagine a life, a life where you were free? Not free to live the life you created, but free to live the life you were created for. There's not a lot of people like this, guys. There's not, there's not a lot of people like this. There's not a lot of people who climb ropes without mountains, or climb mountains without ropes. There's not. There's not a lot of people who climb mountains without ropes. I get that. There's also not a lot of people who let go of everything and follow the king of the universe. But for those who do, there is a life with no regrets. There is a life with no remorse and no shame and no guilt. There is a life of freedom. And you may tell you the beauty of it, none of us are too late for this. None of us are too late for this. And we're all really good at it. <laughs> we know, because we've all been really addicted to something, most of us. Well, the one of you is like, where did we go to church today, honey? <laughs> the rest of us get it. It's time to be addicted to one who is greater. Your whole life wrapped around the one who gave his whole life for you. If you are encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. And again, thanks for listening to the Grace Church Podcast.